Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Greetings, Ram fans. It's that special week, Rams-Chargers week, the battle for L.A. And not really, the Rams already own this town. But nonetheless, Rams versus Chargers at SoFi, that should be a fun game. We'll be previewing the game, of course. And we also have our Rams up straight up game picks. First, lots of notes to get through here. For those of you who do not do scoreboard push-ups like I do, a 51-point game like that, it adds up to 423 push-ups. It took me three days, but I got through it. And speaking of 50-point games, my research indicates that the Rams now have more than any other NFL team. As I shared on Instagram and our YouTube channel the other day, the Rams have done it 16 times. They did it twice in the 40s, five times in the 50s, back in those Bob Waterfield, Norm Van Brocklin days, and now they've done it twice under Sean McVay. The Patriots are second with 15. The Bears are third with 13. And that's the most points the Rams have scored since that crazy classic rams Chief game in 2018. Interesting side note, Cooper Cup was drafted in 2017. He's had an amazing career, possibly on his way to the Hall of Fame. He's missed both of the Rams' two 50-point games during his career with the Rams. He missed that Kansas City game. And of course, he missed this most recent game against the Broncos. Now, most of you probably heard about the fisticuffs after the Bronco-Ram game, O'Day Abushi and Randy Gregory getting into it. And both of them were originally suspended, which I thought was pretty harsh, especially for Abushi, who just retaliated after Gregory took a swing at him. Well, they have reviewed that and reduced the penalties. No suspensions for either Abushi a $12,000 fine, Gregory a $50,000 fine, and that sounds about right. I thought the suspensions were kind of harsh. And if you had told me prior to the season that I would be lamenting the suspension of Ode Abushi in Week 17, I wouldn't have believed it. But it is pretty important, actually. This offensive line has been playing well. Baker Mayfield is in a groove. It's really important, I think, to have Abushi in there and this offensive line intact for the Charger game. Kobe Durant starting to put together a season. He's been targeted 13 times this year. He has three interceptions, leads the NFL in interception return yardage now with 151 yards. On that return, he was clocked at 21.5 miles per hour. That's the second fastest of the week behind Jalen Waddell, the ninth fastest time of the year, and he passes Tutu Atwell for the fastest timed Ram on the season. Tutu was clocked slightly slower than that back in week five. And if I asked you who has the highest passer rating in Rams history of quarterbacks with 50 or more attempts, who'd you think? Maybe Kurt Warner, Roman Gabriel, Matthew Stafford, Norm Van Brocklin, Bob Waterfield? No, it's Baker Mayfield 98.9. Now, it's a small data sample, but still pretty impressive. 98.9 in his short stint with the Rams. Pretty impressive, especially 
considering the receivers he's working with and the offensive line he's playing behind. And how about Laurel Murchison? He's playing so well, got me thinking, what's his contract situation next year? And you'll be happy to know he's under contract with the Rams next year, so that's good news. Get through some snap counts of note from last week against the Broncos. Atwell and Powell, 45 and 40 respectively, so splitting it up pretty evenly. Bryson Hopkins, a career-high 38 snaps. Austin Trammell and Lance McCutcheon, 9 and 8 snaps respectively. Neither had a catch. Kyron Williams, just 8 snaps, and that's a little disappointing to me. I know Cam Akers is playing great, putting some great stuff on tape for next year, but I'd still like to see Kyron get more action. And A.J. Okuri was out there for those four late snaps, by the way. Can't really assess them on that small data sample. Defensive snaps, Kobe Durant, 51. Ernest Brown, a career-high 34. Ernest Jones getting dialed back slowly, it seems like. Less than half the snaps at middle linebacker. Bobby Brown had 29 snaps. So, hey, Bobby Brown's got to be part of this rotation next year, right? Are Ashawn Robinson and Greg Gaines both coming back? Maybe just one of them? Bobby Brown may have to step up next year. And Laurel Murchison had only 16 snaps, but remember he got dinged up. Due to the blowout situation, a bunch of other guys got snaps, including Quentin Lake, Robert Rochelle, Darion Kendrick, Christian Roseboom, and at the end, Braden Thomas and TJ Carter. That was all pretty much garbage time for a lot of those guys. Some pro football focus grades for you. No surprise, Kobe Durant, 94.7. Career high, Bobby Wagner, who has been playing so good at 91.9. Tyler Higby, a game for the ages for him, 90.3. Leonard Floyd, according to Pro Football Focus, had a good grade, 88.4. And Bryson Hopkins comes out from the shadows and posts an 85.8 score. And you know what? He's a heck of a blocker. I think he's got a future with his team. Another guy that just needs more opportunities And Cam Akers, 81.0. Rob Havenstein, 80.8. We'll be back in a second with our preview of the Ram Charger game. And then our Rams Up Straight Up Picks. Time for our Week 17 game preview. The Battle for Los Angeles. The Rams at the Chargers, yes, at the Chargers at SoFi. Pretty nice road game for the Rams, pretty convenient. Rams lead the series seven wins, five losses. The last time they played, September 23rd, 2018, the Rams 35, the Chargers 23. Blake Countess blocked a punt and recovered it in the end zone. Jared Goff threw for 354 yards and three TDs. Memorable games, you know, no games really stand out to me, but I'm going to say November 23rd, 2014, the Chargers beat the Rams 27 to 24, and that's especially memorable to me because I was there. I was at Qualcomm, exciting game. The Chargers intercepted a would-be game winner at the goal line. Sean Hill was Rams quarterback. Pass was intended for Kenny Britt, remember him, with a minute left. Janoris Jenkins had a 99-yard interception for a TD in that game. 
the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, familiar name. He did such an outstanding job as the Rams defensive coordinator for one season. Key players on offense, it starts with Justin Herbert, one of the better young quarterbacks in the league. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, a great wide receiver combo. Austin Eckler, the closest thing to Marshall Falk in the league right now, perhaps. He has 99 receptions for 647 yards and five TDs. 759 rushing yards and 11 more TDs. So he's a handful, can beat you a lot of different ways. That offensive line held down by center Corey Lindsley, the ex-Packer. On defense, Khalil Mack, eight sacks on the year. Joey Bosa, their great defensive end, has been out since week three, but he returned to practice this week, so he could be back for this game, unfortunately. And Derwin James, their great safety. He was in the middle of things against the Colts the other night. Had a personal foul for ripping the helmet off of Michael Pittman. The next play, Michael Pittman lays him out with a block. And then a play later, James gets thrown out for a wicked hit. Deservedly so. It was unnecessary and he was done for the day. Not suspended, last I heard, though. And they signed J.C. Jackson. Remember, the cornerback from New England was supposed to be one of the better additions to this defense, but he was benched and is now on IR. Key draft picks, the 17th pick overall in the first round, Zion Johnson. He's their starting right guard. Isaiah Spiller, the running back out of Texas A&M, he's been hurt a lot, but long-term he could be a very good player. Ram connections, well, there's a few. I already mentioned Staley, then there's Sebastian Joseph Day, Gerald Everett, the tight end. He's day-to-day with a groin injury. Remember, he left the Rams for the Seahawks and then bounced over to the Chargers. Sony Michelle, the running back, is buried on the depth chart. And Troy Reader, mostly a special teams guy. Morgan Fox had a breakthrough season with the Rams a couple years ago. Moved on to Carolina. Now he's with the Chargers. He had five tackles and a sack against the Colts. Five sacks on the year, so he's very productive. And their backup running back, Joshua Kelly, he's out of UCLA and the Antelope Valley. And the Chargers kicker is Cameron Dicker, who was an undrafted free agent in Rams camp this past fall and was released, lost out to Matt Gay and Riley Dixon, Dicker can potentially be a kicker and a punter. He's the kicker for the Chargers, though, and actually doing a really good job. Had a few game winners there. Statistically on offense, Chargers are pretty good. 11th overall, they're the third best passing offense. And it's because of that triad, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and second-year receiver Joshua Palmer. Palmer has 730 yards and three TDs. And, of course, Herbert, the great quarterback, And you consider Palmer's numbers compared to what the Rams are working with right now. Cooper Cup is still the Rams' leading receiver with 812 yards. Higby has 576. And then it's Skowronik and Allen Robinson. So three of the Rams' top four receivers, by yardage anyways, will not be playing in this game. The leading receiver that will be Higby with 576. And then Tutu Atwell with 261. So... These Charger receivers, by the numbers, are pretty dang good. Defensively, the Chargers have struggled against the run. That's where you're going to beat the Chargers, running the ball down their throat. 
although if Bosa comes back, that will help them in that regard. Chargers are favored by 6.5, which sounds about right. Could be raining in LA, weather will not be a, an issue in SoFi. Well, how have the Chargers been doing? Well, they're 9-6. and six. They come in with a three-game winning streak, having beaten the Dolphins, Titans, and Colts. They've clinched a playoff spot. Right now, they're the sixth seed sandwiched between the Ravens and the Dolphins. And after the Rams, they close with Denver. So they've got a good chance at getting to 11 wins. But my bet is they're going to end up right where they are right now as the sixth seed. What are my fearsome four keys to the game? Well, fearsome key number one, Rams need to do the same thing they did against Denver. Establish the run on early downs. Don't get behind the chains. That was their key to success last week. That will be their key this time as well. Coleman Shelton really established at center. Rob Havenstein's playing well. And I think Ty Nisecki is getting it done as well. And Baker Mayfield knows this offense. Looked like he had it going on. Once the Rams established the run, Rams were in good shape. Here's some key number two. Now, the Chargers don't hang their hat on their running game, but Austin Eckler can be a dangerous guy. And the Rams' defensive line, three of their top four guys still out. Aaron Donald, Ajon Robinson, and Marquise Copeland plugging in a lot of new guys. Bobby Brown, Greg Gaines, he's been there all along, of course. Ernest Brown, the fourth. Jonah Williams, they didn't really get tested as much last week as I thought they would because the Rams jumped out to that big lead. And so this game could be different. They're going to have to stop the run all game long, and that's going to be a challenge. They need to have a decent game against the Chargers running backs. Fearsome key number three is the Rams not getting overmatched by these three big Charger receivers, Williams, Allen, and Joshua Palmer. Palmer comes in at 6'1", 209 pounds, but I swear he looks bigger. Williams, 6'4", and 220, and Allen, 6'2", 211. So they will be a challenge for the likes of Troy Hill and Kobe Durant. Be interesting to see how the Rams use Jalen Ramsey against these guys. It's going to be a tough matchup for the Rams cornerbacks. And fearsome key number four. We got to continue this takeaway search. We had two against the Packers, four against the Broncos, and got to keep it up. Sometimes takeaways come in bunches. It becomes contagious, and you get a couple in one game. You get a couple more in another, and next thing you know, your defense is a takeaway machine. And Herbert's been known to get a little bit aggressive with his throws. Rams need to take advantage of that. Hey, maybe we'll get a fumble recovery too. Definitely can't be in the red when it comes to takeaways. Being positive in the takeaway department would be a big advantage against a pretty good football team, the Los Angeles Chargers. My prediction, I think the Rams are going to hold up in the red zone against this Charger offense, force a few field goals, and Rams will find a way to get into the end zone. They'll be able to run the ball pretty well against the Chargers, I think. Therefore, I'm going with the Rams 27-23 to on the road at Los Angeles. Rams get the win. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And how about this? If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, you get $150 in free bets if they do. 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's get to our week 17 Rams Up Straight Up picks. Last week was not bad for me at all. I went 10 and 6, but but it was a painful 10 and 6 because there were two games that I went rogue on. I was the only one to pick these two teams. One of them lost late, the Raiders, and the other gave up a late 10-point lead and lost in overtime. That would be the Cardinals. If those two games had broken my favor, it would have been a great week for me, but it wasn't. Still okay, 10 and 6, and I'm back over 60% on the year straight up pick, so I feel a little bit better about that. This week has some really tough games to pick, a lot of easy ones though. Let's roll through this. Cowboys at the Titans. Titans in a tailspin. Cowboys are the better team. Titans need this game more than the Cowboys actually, but I think the Cowboys will win this on the road. Cardinals at the Falcons. Neither team playing for anything really. Both coaches possibly in trouble. I think Kingsbury is done after this season. I'm taking the Falcons at home. Steelers at the Ravens. Ravens just keep on winning, finding ways to win. Can't believe that they're doing as well as they are without Lamar Jackson. Good coaching, solid roster. They take care of the Steelers at home. Bears at the Lions. Bears want to make sure they hang on to that number one pick. Looks like it's pretty much locked up. They're not playing for anything. The Lions at home need this game badly, and they're the better team. So that when those three things align, the better team, you're at home, you got something to play for, the Lions win. Jags at Texans. Jags can't afford to slip up against the Texans. They go on the road and beat an underrated Texans team. Broncos at the Chiefs. I think you can mail in the result there. Chiefs always beat the Broncos. It's kind of like Packers, Bears, Chiefs, Broncos, same deal. Chiefs win. Dolphins at the Patriots. I mean, Miami was the darling of the league just a few weeks ago, and it's gone south in a hurry. Tua, probably not going to play, I'm guessing, with another concussion. I'll take the Patriots at home in cold weather, I'm guessing, to stay in the playoff hunt. Colts at the Giants. Colts are one of the most disappointing teams in the league, and Giants just keep on hanging around. They're in the playoffs right now. They cannot afford a slip-up here against a much weaker opponent at home. They will clobber the Colts. Saints at the Eagles. Saints, one of the more underrated teams in the league, in my opinion. Eagles, I I don't even know if Jalen Hurts is going to be playing in this game with or without him. Eagles win this game. Trying to hang on to that number one seed with the 49ers charging fast. Panthers at the Buccaneers. Basically for the divisional title, right? And uh, you know what? Everybody's going to be picking the Bucks in this. Tom Brady at home. A playoff berth possibly on the line. Don't bet against Tom Brady. Unless you're me, I'm betting against Tom Brady. I think the Panthers win. I think the Panthers right now are playing overall better football. And I'll probably be reporting a week from now that I got this game wrong. Browns at the Commanders. Commanders hanging on to a playoff spot as well at home. I don't know who the quarterback for the Commanders is going to be, so so that's a dicey situation they're in, but I'll take the Commanders. The 49ers at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders will be leading late for sure, right? 
they'll have a lead in the third or fourth quarter and the 49ers will win handily. Jets at the Seahawks and it's pretty rare that the Seahawks lose at home especially late in the year although they did a few weeks ago surprisingly but I think they win this game to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. Vikings at the Packers. Vikings are such an enigma. Overall, a pretty good team, especially good late. Cardiac kids closing out games that look like we're lost. Packers coming on strong. Big divisional rival here. These two teams, these two fan bases do not like each other. It's going to be played outdoors in the cold. Not sure how cold. I think that's to the Packers' advantage. And I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers win this game going away. Rams at the Chargers. This is a big challenge for the Rams. The Chargers are getting healthy. The Rams, however, finally have a real NFL offense for the first time in about two months. They have an offensive line that is kind of intact. Baker Mayfield has been around for two and a half weeks now. He clearly understands the offense and he's playing well. This is going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be really fun and potentially high scoring. I'm taking the Rams. Surprise, surprise. Bills at the Bengals, a playoff prelude. If this game is in Buffalo in January, I'm taking the Bills. But right now in Cincinnati, the way Cincinnati is playing right now, the Bengals and the 49ers, probably the two best teams in the league at the moment, I'm going to take the Bengals. There are my Rams up straight up picks. And if I'm going to make up ground on these other guys, I need two games to break my way. I suspect I'm the only one picking the Panthers on the road over the Bucks, And I'm certainly the only one taking the Rams over the Chargers. Not going to call that a road game at SoFi. Rams over the Chargers, Panthers over the Bucks. I need those two games to break my way to have a chance of making up some ground this week. And maybe that Bills-Bengals game, going with the Bengals. I suspect there will be a, a lot of people picking the Bills in that game. Maybe those three. Rams, Panthers, Bengals. Those are the three big ones. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Until next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe, Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. <laughs>